This is Off the Stage with Sarah Hughes. Stories from Off the Stage in Hamilton, New Zealand. Welcome back to another episode of Off the Stage with Sarah Hughes. I am your host, Sarah Hughes, and if you haven't already guessed because you have no idea what that song was that I just played, today I am going to be talking about the unofficial Bridgerton musical. So if you have been living in a box somewhere and you don't know about the Bridgerton musical, well, that's okay. (laughs) So... Bridgerton is a book that has been a book series that has been turned into a Netflix TV series uh end of last year 2020 and sometime in January 2021 very early on like probably like the very first week of January I heard about this Bridgerton musical as someone who loves a good period drama I really really loved Bridgerton for all sorts of reasons. And so when I heard that there was someone out there who had the musical genius and was making a musical out of this, I was so excited and I got right on that bandwagon. So I've been watching the Bridgerton musical come to life on TikTok and I did mention it as a part of my TikTok musicals episode number one, which was released a few weeks ago or a few episodes back. So go listen to that if you haven't already listened to that. This is TikTok musicals part two, talking about Bridgerton musical, the unofficial Bridgerton musical, because of course Netflix own the rights and it's still very new and they're still creating more of the TV series because there's a whole lot more books in the series to create a TV show from. But today we are talking about the music of this musical created by Abigail Barlow and Emily Beer, who are both young composers and songwriters in America. Abigail Barlow is a pop musician, songwriter, and Emily Beer studied composition and is this amazing composer. So the music that you just heard was composed by both of them based on the Bridgerton TV series. Now, this TV series had that um, pop music turned into classical music vibe. So the way that they have styled their musical is after that pop-turned-classical-ish vibe. So you get the very breathy tones of the vocals over these beautiful orchestral compositions. And I'm obsessed. Like, I have just been listening to the album every day. There are songs there every day that capture my attention in a different way. And I just wanted to share that with you. So if you have not yet listened to the album, please go Spotify listen to it. If you love it, go on to iTunes or wherever you like to buy music and buy the album because it is so worth the money if this is your kind of thing. What I really love is that they have really captured the storyline and the music. They've captured the characters and their feelings. You know, all the good things that good musicals do. And I just wish that they 
were allowed to do a fully casted album with all the parts. At the moment, it is just Abigail and Emily singing the parts themselves. So you get the male characters in there. And so if you're not sure who's who, go onto TikTok, follow them and scroll back through all the hundreds of videos that they've made to do with this. And listen to what they intended from the album and from all of the different songs. So the song that you just heard play at the beginning of this episode is called Tis the Season, if you didn't gather from the very first lines that were sung. And it's the opening song of the would-be musical where everyone's all in a flurry about the presenting of all the debutantes of the season or whatever, all the ladies who need to go on the marriage market, basically. (laughs) And um, the musical that they've kind of composed, like the album, has a mix of ensemble-ish songs, a lot of duets, and um, a few solos. Actually, are there any solos? Yeah, there's a few solos. So... If you don't know anything about Bridgerton, you're probably going to be quite out of the loop. So I'll explain like a tiny little bit, but if not, maybe you should go and watch it and then go listen to the music if you haven't already. But otherwise, there are the main characters, Daphne and Simon, Daphne Bridgerton, and then there's Duke of... Gosh, can I even remember what he's the Duke of? Can't remember. But he his name is Simon. And then we have the whole Bridgerton family, and it's just a large family. I think there's like eight children or something. So some of the other characters include her siblings. And in the album, we also hear a song sung by her mother. We hear a song sung by her younger sister, who's sick of having to act like a lady. And I'm going to show you that song because it's one of my favorite songs. We also get some of the songs from a few other members of the what the cast would be, but they are also from the series. And I think there's quite a good spread. Like there are some songs for males, even though they're sung by a female on this album. There are a few versions of like other random people in the TikTok world singing parts of those songs when this was released there wasn't a three minute limit on songs so we only kind of get like that 60 second snapshot of the song for those but I can tell you that I definitely recorded a few of those duets on TikTok and if you happen to find me on TikTok you'll probably find those songs I think the first song that Abigail released for this on TikTok in terms of like when the whole thing was brewing and the ideas was song Ocean's away and it is a song for later on in the series where spoiler alert uh after the duke and uh so simon and daphne get married and they've had a bit of a falling out and they're at a party so i'm going to play a little snapshot so you can hear it but obviously i can't play too much because i don't want to get copyrighted and stuff and you should actually just go and listen to the whole song but here's a little bit of oceans away what a beautiful party I'm looking up at the ceiling a lot The chandelier is so sparkly You never said sorry, guess you forgot Or maybe you're not sorry at all I see her smiling How can she be smiling? There's been no reconciling And when she is at my focus She won't even notice my gaze How can she be okay? When I can't even drink champagne No Without seeing your 
Yeah. So those harmonies, all of it. Oh my goodness. It's just so good. And I think I'm I'm just a sucker for a good orchestral composition. So I really love the music that has been composed behind this as well. Yeah. It's definitely one of my favorite songs. But yeah, I think in terms of other songs that I really love, um, the character of Queen Charlotte in the actual series kind of confused me a little bit, but that's also because I didn't quite know the story behind her character. And then when I heard the song that they composed for her character, I wasn't really a fan at first, and then I listened to it again and again. And again, and it became one of those songs that you don't like at first, but then you really like and becomes one of your favorite songs later. But I think somehow, I like, I wasn't completely sure if it would work, but Abigail has managed to kind of do some different voice types with the different characters. And I like how they've kind of made Queen Charlotte that typical soprano in the show, like one of those coloratura operatic-ish sopranos. So it's like a very kind of almost pop operatic soprano sound because it's still got a bit of that breathy tone and stuff in it that is quite typical of Abigail Barlow. Um, But her character does this amazing kind of operatic run, hitting that high C6 that I just aspired to be able to hit nicely one day and actually sound okay singing it. So just a little quick background of the character. Queen Charlotte and um, her husband, basically some of their children passed away. They weren't all very healthy. Her husband's kind of descended into madness and can't remember everything. He has this moment of lucidness and then suddenly is like, what have you done to our child? And then the song kind of comes in before that and after that scene. And one of the things that really struck me about her character in this song is it made me realize how painful it would have been to be that mother who lost her child, who is losing her husband, whom she loved, whom she still loves. And that is why she feels the need to be entertained, because she needs that distraction from her life, which had once been so wonderful and now just seems like... What what is the point other than being the queen and being able to be in control of things? And I think they've done such a great job of making that character lovable in this music, but also make you actually understand her pain and feel sorry for her. And the way they've done that lyrically and also uh, musically is just, I don't know, I love it. And I just wanted to show you the part that gives me the most emotion (laughs) in this song. So this is Entertain Me. George, Amelia was ill several years ago. She came to my room but a fortnight ago. Did you not see her? George, Amelia is dead. Have, Have you done something? What have you done? No, you come back here. Someone get her. This woman killed my child. Yeah, 
wow. I don't know how, but like when I watched the series, I didn't quite grasp how painful that would have been. Like the reason she was the way she was is because of the pain that she'd had in her life. And I needed someone for like, I need someone to put those into lyrics, into a song for me to understand. Is this like the musician's plight that sometimes we just don't understand things if it's not to music? I, I mean, I feel like that's probably just half my life, to be honest. I, I've said before many, many a time in many episodes, many interviews on the podcast that for me, I actually need to process a lot of the emotions, things that's going on in my life through music. So it makes sense that I understood this more when I heard it in music. But man, yeah, there's just so much goodness going on. There's obviously the things that, you know, I wish were different, but it's also not my musical. I mean, I wish I could do something like this someday and maybe it's on the cards for me yet, not rolling it out. But yeah, I mean, I've only shown you a few snippets of the album so far. I really hope that if you haven't listened to it yet or and you are a fan of Bridgerton that you go and listen to it because if you're on this podcast and listening to it, you probably like musical theatre, right? <laughs> so I highly recommend, if you cannot tell, that you go and listen to this album if you haven't watched Bridgerton recently go read the books or watch the series but man I'm just so glad that they did it now I'm just waiting one for the songbook to come out next month so that I can get the music and actually perform some of these songs myself and two for them to do a flipping cast recording like it's not their fault that they haven't done a cast recording yet it's, it's like netflix and all those copyright things netflix were very nice to let them actually put out this album and because of all the traction that they got on tiktok and stuff and all the support that there was that's kind of why they got to do it but yeah it just shows that like social media is still helping creators in some way and that if you are wanting to get into this, like get into musical theatre, but you feel like you can't get the funding, do this stuff on TikTok, get yourself a following, like go out there and find your audience, the people who like the same sort of stuff that you like and are into and want to create a musical about. I talked about this in my TikTok musicals episode part one, but there's musicals that I'm now following, not based on previous TV shows and stuff like that, but maybe other characters or historical figures and things and I wouldn't know about them if I hadn't have gone on to TikTok. I'm not saying go on to TikTok cause, and like make yourself an account and spend hours and hours just going down the rabbit hole. But also I am kind of saying go and do that because if you haven't found your scene yet, you might find your musical theatre world outside of the local Hamilton online on TikTok. What am I even saying anymore? <laughs> but yeah, I think there are just so many opportunities out there for us now anyone can really do anything and when you find the people who want more of what you're doing it just creates this awesome community and so many new brilliant things can come out of it it doesn't all just have to be done the way things have traditionally been done because technology advances like I mean now we have musicals that incorporate social media into them we why not have musicals being created on social media but yeah I'm I don't know, I'm, <laughs> it's just something that has been on my mind and 
I wanted to share this obsession with you guys. So if you haven't already listened to it, go listen to it. Uh, if you like it, go and support the album. Speaking of supporting stuff, if you like the podcast and have made it this far through the episode and are actually listening to me ramble on, I would like to put a call out there that if you are loving Off the Stage with Sarah Hughes, there's actually a link in the podcast, which I've never plugged before because people don't like to do this, especially in New Zealand, tall poppy syndrome and stuff. But if you like Off the Stage, I almost forgot what my podcast was called. If you like Off the Stage and you like what I'm doing here with interviewing people and talking about musical theatre in Hamilton, all that kind of stuff, and you want to see it keep going, I have a link called Buy Me a Coffee and you can literally buy me a coffee or I will probably end up putting that money towards podcast stuff, to be honest. But you can buy me a coffee, she says, with quotation marks that you cannot see right now. And that money will go towards the podcast still getting to run, just your typical things that you have to pay for when you want to do anything cool in the world. <laughs> but yeah, or you can literally say, Sarah, I'm buying you a coffee, go get a coffee because you probably need one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so there is a link in the bio or um, of every episode to buy me a coffee. <laughs> anyway, enough about coffee and stuff. I am going to play this episode out with one last song that is one of my favorites from the album. And it is called If I Were a Man. And this is the song of Miss Eloise Bridgerton, younger sister of Daphne Bridgerton. I guess I have to be a lady Smiling and waving Constantly obeying I guess I need a prince To come and save me Even if I don't need saving I guess I must sit On a throne I don't own Raising the babies We made all alone I guess it's a lady There's just some things I'll never know To keep listening to this song, search up the unofficial Bridgerton musical by Barlow and Bear on Spotify, iTunes or Apple Music. Whatever your preference is for listening to music, it's probably on there. Otherwise, until next time, this has been Off the Stage with Sarah Hughes.